hello and welcome to the Heal in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Marie, a certified trauma-informed coach and complex trauma survivor. Along my own healing journey, I found music to be both a supportive tool for processing emotions and a source of solace and comfort during tough times. On this show, I'm breaking down popular songs through the lens of trauma recovery, healing, and personal growth. So let's dive in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Heal and Harmony podcast. I am here today with a special guest named Sally Kina, and I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce yourself herself to you. So go for it, Sally. Hi, I'm Sally. I'm a professional creative. I have a fine arts background and a performance background. I'm, I do a lot of things. So I'm a trauma survivor. Um, I would say that PTSD is my personal neurospice flavor. Um, I'm a writer, director, producer, and filmmaker. I'm also a singer-songwriter and a comedy performer. I co-host Balloon Ballroom, Balloon Ballroom, which is a comedy show in Los Angeles. And I also host This Week I Watch, which is a podcast kind of similar to this one where I actually break down my favorite movies. Um, And I'm so excited to be here. Emmy, thanks for having me. Yes, you're very welcome. And thanks for sharing that with us. I think you're probably one of the most creative people in my world right now. And it's awesome to connect with you. And I can't wait to dive into our song today, which is delicate. If you did, if listeners have not seen the title of this episode, but um, yeah, delicate is from Taylor Swift's 2017 album reputation so i think this is the first reputation song i have covered very excited to tap into that energy and Mm -hmm. this song was requested by our guest sally today so i'm really looking forward to getting her input and insight on this song so yeah we can go ahead and just jump in yeah i'm i'm really glad that you uh also wanted to do this song so i feel like i'd kind of just heard it around and then yeah I watched the series The Summer I Turned Pretty because one of my friends is working on it and there's a few Taylor songs on the soundtrack and I just ended up listening to that soundtrack a lot. Yeah. And this song really, I think this is on the soundtrack. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyways, this actually was what got me into um, listening to some of her music. Um, Mm. I listened to this song on repeat. Yeah. Um, It's a deeply romantic song. Mm. Um, There's so much longing in it um to me it communicates a lot of very relatable feelings um Mm. I'm obviously like we love a song through the lens of our own experience um Mm -hmm. so I definitely will be reading this song through my own experience as a romantic and also like as someone with an insecure slash disorganized attachment style yeah you get some of that Yes, yes. That was something that I was definitely um, feeling and totally ready to discuss. So love that you're hearing that too. Yeah. So uh, what's interesting, this was my number one song on Spotify for 2021, um, which was kind of the first year that I really got into Taylor's music. And uh, I think it was followed by some Evermore songs because that was the album that had just came out and I was really into. But I also listened to the song over and over. I think it's really catchy, really fun, great for on a drive or like getting ready. Um, mm. Yeah, it has such good energy. So everyone go yeah, listen to the song if you don't know it or you need a refresher and we'll go ahead and jump into the lyrics. <laughs> cool. So I will go ahead and just kind of read the first few lines. 
So I think what's really interesting is the first line of the entire song is this ain't for the best. My reputation's never been worse. So you must like me for me. We can't make any promises. Now, can we, babe? But you can make me a drink. So any thoughts? Mm. You can you can begin. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I feel like this song really speaks to that feeling of a new relationship where at the same time, everything feels great and you're afraid to mess it up. But also mm. there's this very fa- sort of like fa- fatalistic vibe, mm. um, which reminds me of relationships I've gotten into that even as they're starting, I know that they're not going to work out. Mm. Yeah. Um, and saying this ain't for the best. I mean, I love the line. You can make me a drink because to me, it's like she's saying eat, drink and be merry. Let's just live yeah. in the moment. Yeah. 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 That feels right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's super interesting. Um, I completely agree with everything you've said. And one other take that I kind of got from this is perhaps if you're in kind of a place of lower self-esteem because of past relationships you've had, like I've definitely been Mm -hmm. there where I'm like, okay, my relationships that I've been in up until this point make me feel like I am worthless or just like a Mm. terrible person or like super damaged. And so that's kind of different than reputation, which is more like how the outside world sees you. But I think if you have super low self-esteem or dealing with a lot of shame, it's easy to project that and think like, no one likes me or like I'm the bad guy or something. And then you meet someone and they seem like, I feel like I'm just talking about my own story, but you meet Mm -hmm. someone and they seem like very pure, very good, very stable, very regulated. And you're like, "Uh uh-oh. And you can sense they like you. And you're like, this ain't for the best. You don't know me yet. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you, but then it says you must like me for me. So there is kind of that hopeful note of like, wait, maybe they actually do like me for who I am and not just like the masks I wear or like what, what I can do for them. But we can't make any promises. I'm not going to trust this. I don't think it's going to yeah. last. But yes, let's just live in the moment. You can make me a drink. Let's have fun because I know it won't last forever. Yeah, that's that's a good point about the reputation part. Um, and yeah. we all really deeply hope I mean, I know I speak for myself, like that we, that we find someone who really likes us for us beyond whatever we're projecting or the, the glitter and the sparkle that maybe the world sees. Like, I feel like I've been in, um, a lot of relationships where I felt like the person really liked what I was projecting on the outside or the reasons why I was fun at the party, but like, didn't necessarily want to stick around for you know, after, after the drinks had been drunk and, you know, I just, uh, I just need a cuddle by the TV. I need to cry about (laughs) my problems or whatever that is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think this song is super relatable for people who I believe Taylor is definitely in the realm of an Enneagram three, like with a wing Mm -hmm. four or something like that, where she obviously has, um, a lot of, mm, She very much seems to value her success, her achievements, her reputation. And so obviously this song was written, you know, probably in 2016 when her reputation was at an all-time low due to all the conflict with Kanye and Kim Kardashian and all that we're not going to get into. But um, I think it resonates with a lot of folks who also have that impulse to kind of impress people and achieve Mm -hmm. and whether it's socially or professionally. And so, yeah, seeing that someone 
seems to like you even ruin your reputation as bad because you failed in some capacity can be sort of jarring and exciting but hard to like trust because you're so used to um leaning on that skill set of impressing people to be uh welcomed and connected Mm. oh wow that's a really good point and that that's also like deeply intimate Mm -hmm. like it's deeply intimate to trust that someone really likes you even when things are low and even when you're not valuing yourself yeah it's also quite a dangerous place to be emotionally if you're not if you're not in a place where you have a lot of self-worth or value and you're allowing someone into your life who does value you because then what if you lean on them too hard for your self-esteem and then what if they leave yeah Yeah, that's such a good point I think she's kind of as we'll see throughout this sort of playing with a lot of those ideas of like yep oh, I really like this. This feels safe. Oh, no, no, no. It's not. I can't trust it. I gotta like, I gotta doubt myself. Gotta doubt this relationship. So yeah. Okay. This is so good already. We'll go (laughs) ahead and keep going. I think the next parts are seem to be a little more like of a specific storytelling. So maybe not as much to interpret, but obviously we're going to go through it anyways. Um, So this is the first verse, which I'm going to try to say this because I, I keep having the tendency to want to say it how she says it in the song, but it sounds weird. So I'm going to mm-hmm. try to say it like a poem or like a normal, like a normal thing I would read. Okay. Dive bar on the east side, where you at? Phone lights up my nightstand in the black. Come here, you can meet me in the back. Dark jeans and your Nikes, look at you. Oh, damn, never seen that color blue. Just think of the fun things we could do because I like you. That was excellent. Thanks. That was a perfect read. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, so it's interesting. So I'm obviously like very much a visual storyteller mm-hmm. and part of the appeal for music for me, I feel like I enjoy music the most when I can just look out a window and listen and mm-hmm. cre- like I get images in my head. So yeah. like when I hear music, I get pictures in my head. Um, and so like, yeah, so you're a visual thinker too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like, Okay. So I immediately could picture all of this. And what was really interesting to the to, to me about this is, okay, she must really like this person because she's asleep or in bed when they text her. Yeah. But she gets up to go meet them. Because mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking is like, okay, so if I'm in bed and then my phone lights up on my nightstand and it's dark, there's yeah. no way I'm getting out of bed to yeah. go to a yeah. bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's... <laughs> You know, unless yeah. this person, but then clearly it's because, oh, damn, never seen that color blue. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm wondering, too, I mean, it's I, I felt I found this also relatable because I live on the east side of L.A. And I know so mm. many, obviously, so many big places have like an east side and a west side. Um, but it, it just sort of added to that feeling of like relatability. I'm like, oh, I can picture mm. all of this happening like a dive bar in my neighborhood. Um, yeah. mm. And I also like totally relate to this feeling of being overwhelmed by meeting a new person and just getting a surge of feels about all the fun things we could do and not even sexually, although I'm sure like, yeah, I'm sure that's like a component um, too, but like, yeah, like, oh, this person's going to go to the museum and hold my hand and, (laughs) you know, we can go do that thing together that I've been wanting to do and yes yeah Mm, yes this brings me back to feelings of falling in love but I think from my stance now of you know being an incredibly anxious attachment person into more avoidant 
slash disorganized and now coming out the other side secure mm-hmm. but with more of an avoidant lean um it's giving me big like 2013 for me energy having an anxious attachment style being like obsessed with a guy and like if he texts me night or day I'm there like oh my god he wants my attention like I'm in it and I am not going to say that it was Taylor's reality but I think the idea of jumping out of bed when you're all cozy to go meet someone at a dive bar is like you know something to look into like yeah maybe (laughs) if you were just bored so you went to bed early and then you're like oh yeah okay I'll go do it like that could be fine but if you're really like I'm gonna drop everything at any time to go chase after this person it's like you know something to look into um but you know I don't need to judge or anything it's just something that I remember yeah, from my first yeah. experience of being like obsessed with someone and like dropping everything to be with them yeah and I can it's so funny that you say that because when I was when I was thinking about this song I was like I have a crush out there in the world yes. and if if my crush texted me and said, go to this dive bear and, and I had just gotten into bed, I would, I would get up. I would put my sparkly yeah. tights on, yeah. Yeah. get my little tush yeah. over there. But yes, I think it, I think I love that you're making this point too. Cause if it's a pattern of like crossing your own boundary right. and it's self-betrayal, like that's, that's not good. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, if you're genuinely just led by excitement and you're kind of like weighing it out of like, yeah, like I could stay home, but like life is short and I want to like go do fun things now that someone texted me and I have a crush on them. Like, yeah, you know, I'm not saying like, oh my God, like you definitely have an anxious attachment style. But I do. I'm just, that's my memory of, of that experience. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. I think that's, I think this is so important to talk about too, because there's so much, one thing that you've said to me when we've chatted is like, I real you you always acknowledge like the nuance of situations, which I think is just so beautiful. And one of the reasons why it's so great to be able to do like a one-on-one with you. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, that's 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 the difference, right? It's like, how is this person treating me? Like if right. I constantly feel like I only get to see them when they deign to text yes. me in the middle of the damn night or yeah. the, you know, the you yes. up, like, yeah. oh no, yeah. oh hell no. But if Come it's meet like- meet me in the back of the dive bar, you know? <laughs> yeah, like you've been ignoring my text for a week. Right. You know, yes. um, I invited you to meet my parents and you totally yeah. flaked out, but now suddenly yeah. 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. I'm meeting you at a dive bar. But yes. it's, yeah, but it would be different. I think, yeah, in my, in my, this hasn't happened, but in my imagination, <laughs> my romantic imagination, I'm just thinking like this person's like, oh my gosh, I just got into town or, you know, yeah. and we're all at yeah. this bar, come party yeah. with us. And it's Beautiful. 10 PM. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> or like, I'm, I'm usually in bed by 10. You're like, I'm uh, in my cozies, but yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. 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 No, totally. And that's Important such a great, like, yeah, it's a great way to like, illustrate how Taylor's music and so many other artists obviously um can be interpreted towards so many different people and their experiences and I love that I think it's so just amazing and makes music so rich and um valuable to society and to you know our hearts and our minds well I was just talking with a friend about this yesterday like um a a fellow filmmaker just about how so often people will have very strong reactions to the kind of art that we put out there in the world. But that's what's more important to me than than correcting them or saying like, oh, this is exactly what this was about. Yeah. Um, Especially if it resonates with them in a really special way. 
Yeah. Like that's, Love yeah. That. I, I think you're describing like with the magic of music and like how universal yeah. it can be. And Taylor is yeah. definitely one of those artists that I'm sure I could listen to her work in 10 years and get completely different reads off on it. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Amazing. Um, yeah. And one thing I wanted to mention too, before we move on is I feel like in this verse, she's kind of revealing that this is somewhat of like a secret or a forbidden romance, which mm -hmm. by saying, you know, come here, you can meet me in the back. Obviously that could just be because they're in the back or whatever. But I think that idea of like, I'll meet you in the back, like I'll sneak you in the back door, especially for someone whose level of celebrity Taylor has. It's like, she has to be, you know, uh, really strategic about her privacy. But, you know, if we're applying this to the average person, it could be kind of like, we're keeping this under wraps. Like it's, you know, it's delicate, which we're about to get into mm -hmm. is the name of the song. It's like, this is a, this is kind of a secret thing. That's a really good point. It's twofold. It's the possibility of being public facing people and also maybe being secretive for other yeah. reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So the next part is kind of repeating the beginning, um, but I'll just read it again. And then there is some additions as well. So this ain't for the best. My reputation's never been worse. So you must like me for me. Yeah, I want you. We can't make any promises. Now can we, babe? But you can make me a drink. Is it cool that I said all that? Is it chill that you're in my head? Because I know that it's delicate. Is it cool that I said all that? Is it too soon to do this yet? Because I know that it's delicate. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Just want to mm -hmm. sing it. Um, yeah. So that's where we're at. It's delicate. It's delicate. Okay, so I'm curious. I'm very curious about your read on this because okay, I just when I when when I look at is it cool that I said all that? I immediately I'm like, oh, am I too much for you? Yep, that's exactly what I think too. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. mm, am I gonna overwhelm you with all my feelings and yep. who I am? Yep, yep. It's kind of this self reflective moment where I feel like. She's going from being confident, like somewhat confident of like, you must like me for me. We can't make any promises now, can we, babe? Like I'm taking up space. I'm saying these things. I'm evaluating the relationship. And then immediately going into like this little like um, self-doubt or just like, oh, like, like this little like, oh dear, like, is it okay that I said all that? Is it too soon to do this yet? Is it chill that you're in my head and I'm thinking about you? Um, which I find highly relatable after dating people, men that, uh, made me feel like, whoa, you are too much. Like, we're just friends. Like we, we don't, we're not doing that or whatever. And that feeling of like, oh God, I'm going to scare them off if I'm into them or too much, or if I'm saying this is what it is, like, this is a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe even a little bit of like weird gaslighting yeah sounds like yes. you know like, well, clearly we're more than friends and but yeah. you're gaslighting me yeah um yeah yeah I um I think you know on further reflection I was I realized that she's asking her partner and I say partner because I, I identify as queer so like yeah I a lot of times if I'm hearing a song I could be picturing a man a cis man but I also could be picturing someone who's not a cis man and absolutely I feel like a lot of her her work is very romantic, so I can sort of like go off of my imagination. But um, yes. but like, yeah, she's asking, it's like she's asking the partner or the muse, but she's also asking herself. Yeah. It's both, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, especially the is it too soon to do this yet? I mean, I I relate to that so much. Like, especially because I also 
um, demi, I'm also demisexual. So I'm someone Mm. who, you know, really needs like an emotional connection before I get physically involved Mm. in all at all. And I think, um, some of that probably is trauma related because some of that's just who I am. Um, and so I love that, you know, I read the, I read that as like, okay, are we moving too fast physically for the level of emotional connection that we've established? Like, does this feel equal? Um, do I feel safe? Like if I share this intimate part of myself, if I open up to you physically, um, are you, I mean, I hate that this is a part of it, but like just, just women being conditioned, like, are you still going to like me? Right. Or are you just going to like, Oh, cool. I got something out of you. And then I'm going to go away. Yeah. Um, there's so, (laughs) there's so much in that. And I I mean, we've discussed too, like I grew up in purity culture. And so there's like a lot of around that too, of like, Oh, someone's just going to use you for your body. Right. I don't know why I'm saying it in that voice, (laughs) but (laughs) someone's just gonna watch out here. Yeah. (laughs) Look out, honey. (laughs) Um, (laughs) instead of this, but it brings it back to what you said about her being in a very empowered, speaking from a very empowered place. This is a woman very aware of her agency Um, She says things later in the song that, you know, kind of speak really in lovely ways about intimacy and Mm. enjoying that aspect of relationship. But there's there's that really like like that dichotomy that I think like every time we're in a relationship, it's like holding space for that paradox. Right. Love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for that read. I feel like you're going to make all the demisexuals out there feel very seen by that because that is something that yeah, off the cuff, like I would not have thought of, but that's so, yeah, like such a great interpretation of it. I love (laughs) that. People who need connection. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing I wanted to add was I feel like the word delicate for me reminds me of like a newborn, like baby bird that is like, kind of like emerging from the egg and is like a fledgling, just like barely getting its bearings on the world. And it's like something like that, that is so precious and delicate requires a lot of like care and space and time and like practice to kind of develop and become strong and like something that you can really trust in its like longevity. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like she's saying like, I don't want to sabotage what we have by saying all that, admitting you're in my head, doing this yet, whatever it is. Like, I want to preserve what we have, but it's hard for me because I'm super into this or like, I really like, I have this desire to like jump all in, um, but I don't want to scare you off or I don't want to like ruin the magic that we have because I know that it's delicate and precious. Oh, that's good. That it's interesting that you you say like a newborn or a baby bird and you included the word that needs space. That's because that's real. Cause I I think of it as like, yeah, I'm going to mess it up. And also like, I want to keep you close. Mm. Space is so important. Yeah. I'm thinking kind of like space, not necessarily like certainly within, within the two people space between them, but I'm also thinking like like the relationship itself. Yeah. Having space to like, be instead of like forced into like you know go faster or like get you know develop and be like solid quicker but it's like it needs space to just be what it is now and like slowly evolve which I think is super hard especially for folks with trauma or like attachment wounding that says like you know we need to establish this right now I need a label I need to know what this is and it's like 
you know, sometimes that can't be determined right away. Yeah. And also adding on that element of having to keep something secret or private because it yeah. kind of puts things in a corner rather than yeah. letting things evolve. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. They would. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's also giving me like friends to lovers vibes, um, whether it's, you know, uh, like you realizing that you're in love with your best friend, that's like, a, you know, same sex situation or just whatever, or a hetero relationship coming from a mm-hmm. friendship but this idea of like is it cool that I said all that that like oh I actually am into you and I want to pursue something or like are you gonna freak out because we're supposed to be friends like I, it's delicate like maybe we just like had a drunk kiss or something but like is this real for you because it is for me like yeah oh seems... I didn't even consider that but that absolutely yeah I like that yeah. read too. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah. is it too soon to do this yet? Is it too soon, soon to acknowledge yeah. things that we haven't acknowledged? Things have changed. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next verse. More details, more imagery. Third floor on the West side, me and you handsome. You're a mansion with a view. Do the girls back home touch you like I do? Long nights with your hands up in my hair. Echoes of your footsteps on the stairs. Stay here, honey. I don't want to share because I like you. Oh, man. This gave me so many. (laughs) So so what I think is interesting that I just thought of now, she's referencing the West Side. Yeah. And so she came to him. And then now it's like he's coming to her. Um, Possibly because she talks about the footsteps on the stairs. Um. I really that do the girls back home touch you like I do. I mean, that really gave me this feeling of like when you appreciate when you know that you appreciate someone better than the others that you're sharing them with. I've had that feeling before. Yeah. Um, Like I whether it's true or not, like I really see you better than these people that you're, you know, you're you're also involved with or even if it's just other people in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I also love the image of hands and hair. She's used that before. Yeah, in Wildest it's, Dreams. In Wildest Dreams. Yeah. yeah. His hands are in my His hair. His hands are in His my hair. His clothes, clothes are in my room. room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Classic. I love that. Yeah. Um, and I just love, it's such a beautiful way to talk about shared intimacies in a poetic way. Yeah. Um, and I and then, and then I love the line about the, the echoes of the footsteps on the stairs because when we share space with someone special, there's those things, um, there's those things that, that they leave us with, like even after they've left. And so even something as small as like the memory of someone's footsteps, Mm, the way that they sounded walking around your apartment when they're not someone who's usually occupying that space or, I mean, just those little things. Um, it's like someone's left, but their memories kind of haunting you. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I love what you said about the sharing element and kind of like, yeah, she's kind of once again taking up this like space emotionally of like, stay here. I don't want to share. Do the girls back home touch you like I do? Like it's kind of this implication. It's it's either saying, are you sleeping with other people or whatever, or being um, emotionally connected, intimate with other people? Or is it just me? Like, I don't know. And I want to know. I want to get clarity over what we are. Or is it like, do they touch you like I do? Like no one could, like I know yeah. you. And that once again, is giving me this kind of like, if you have a friendship with someone and you've already built up this level of intimacy, but they're 
you haven't called it what it was. You're still saying you're just friends, but you're like, you're going up, you're going out and like hooking up with other people. They don't know you. Like I know you, I'm your best friend. Like I get you. Mm, um, like emotionally touching. Yeah. 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 And then yes, the echoes of the footsteps on the stairs, I think what's really interesting is in this song, which I, I pres- subscribe to the idea that there is a, similarity of or there is a commonality between the muse of reputation lover folklore evermore and some of the midnight songs and so in reputation a lot of these songs are like love songs about some sort of forbidden romance that's very new very exciting very delicate and then in hits different from midnights she's saying um I heard your key turn in the door down the hallway. Is that your key in the door? Is it okay? Is it you or have they come to take me away? So comparing that to like, I hear your echoes of the footsteps on the stairs. Like it's exciting. Like you're Mm -hmm. here or you're leaving. I don't want you to leave to like, I hear someone walking up the stairs and turning the key in the door. Is it you or is it someone coming to institutionalize me? You know, like the the (laughs) dramatic shift. And the whole hits different song is about like a breakup that hits different and it's kind of like okay. destroying her and like derailing her mental health. So I'm like, that is Aww. interesting to follow that story arc if it is about the same person. Yeah. Like are these footsteps that you're hearing from the other room going to turn into the key in the doorway? Right. Mm. Yeah. Is I it need you? to listen to that album because I, yeah. I haven't heard it. Okay, Hits Different is like the bonus track that's only on the Target CD and record. Um, so, you know, the the most ethical of us buy that. And mm-hmm. I would have, but I tried several times and it was not in stock. So I have found it on Spotify and on YouTube and stuff. But it's it's like my favorite song from the album. So I okay. wish they would put it on Spotify for real. Um, but you can find it. I'll send you the link. Okay. Apologies right. to people out there who think I'm a bad person, but I... I I, I listened to it. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it deserves a lot of lyrical analysis. Um, anyways, so yeah. Any other thoughts on that part before we move on? Yeah. The other thing that came up for me, and she says, stay here, honey. I don't want to share that idea also that you're sharing a, a very public facing person the you know the feeling of someone being a public facing person mm. and not not yeah. wanting to share them with the rest of the world but also like right. wanting to keep that intimate space for just a little longer and not yeah. you know i don't want to share you with the rest of your life the rest yeah. of the world that you have to go face now. I don't want to share you with the rest of your responsibilities like yeah. let's just keep this beautiful little bubble Wow. Yeah. Ugh, that's so true. Especially thinking about the context of her life of like, yeah, keeping things private has got to be like unbelievably sacred when your entire life is public. Yeah. And, yeah. and knowing that, I mean, in my very limited experience dating musicians <laughs> during yeah. the early to mid 2000s, um, <laughs> you know, I occasionally, you know, I dated a few people who were musicians who who you know after a show they're greeting their fan base and sometimes spending hours spending time with people who came to see their show and all the things that they're responsible for yeah and that feeling of like okay I know that what you're doing with them is sincere but I and I know that you're sincere with me but it's just it's just different it's like you have sort of like a public that you have to pay homage to or um, be you know be a persona that's like a part of your job and 
Yeah, yeah. And there are some times where I felt, I realized, okay, this is just part of their job. But then also there are times where I was like, I don't, we have such a limited amount of time together. I don't want to share you with these people who don't really know you. Totally. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. And I think as per usual, Taylor really is willing to give voice to some like insecurities that I think a lot of us have, but we might not want to admit of like, I don't want to share. Like, you know, thinking about that from like the aspect of like a five-year-old that doesn't want to share with their brother or whatever, like, I don't want to share my toy. Like, it's like this kind of selfish impulse that everyone has like and we don't need to stigmatize that or shame that it's like you know Taylor always just putting those things out there um which I just really admire as someone who yeah yeah feels the pressure to always be like equitable and right and good and it's like no sometimes I just don't want to share like you know I'm allowed to have an emotional impulse once in a while yeah (laughs) and and like I'm I'm allowed to just want attention I want all your attention right now yeah yeah beautiful Cool. Well, now she basically is repeating the chorus. So I think I'm going to skip that because we can always touch on it again at the end, but move on to the bridge here, which says, sometimes I wonder when you sleep, are you ever dreaming of me? Sometimes when I look into your eyes, I pretend you're mine all the damn time because I like you. (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, I just this just also feels like insecure attachment to right. me. Like I pretend yeah. you're mine, mine yeah. just the idea. Like I pretend you're mine all the damn time. Um, yeah. gosh, that's just so painful too. Longing. looking into someone's beautiful. I'm assuming blue from the earlier <laughs> comments, yeah. like someone's beautiful blue eyes and just having to pretend that you have a commitment and knowing that you don't, I mean, that's, right. that's really hard. Um, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of when you're like in love with your coworker or friend or whatever. And you're like, I'm kind of too scared to really assert myself and be like, look, I want a commitment from you. I want to yeah. date you. And you're like, I don't want to ruin it. It's so delicate. Like I feel the tension between us, but I don't want to say something and make it all go away. So I'm just looking into your eyes and pretending you're mine all the damn time what's interesting she says sometimes when I look into your eyes but then I pretend you're mine all the damn time Mm. so that's interesting is it's like maybe at first like oh sometimes I do this and then it's like no I do it all the time I am Mm. obsessed with it I'm obsessed with the idea that we are in love and together and that is so real (laughs) so real it's really interesting too because um it's so okay. So I'm going to try to articulate this. So you, you, you speak a lot about this idea that there's these sort of intrinsic reasons why a relationship could be forbidden. And mm. I think what's interesting as someone who's a trauma survivor, a lot of my relationships that were committed relationships still felt like something forbidden for me, mm. even when I was in them, even when someone was committed, even when, on paper, the elements were there. Um, I still felt this way. I still Mm. felt like this isn't going to work out. This isn't for the best. Um, just the fact that it was a romantic relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) and there, you know, like they weren't my coworker, there wasn't anything forbidden about it, but to me, like all relationships really felt forbidden in a way. Yeah. Um, not feeling like it was safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I agree that this does, yeah, this does give that it's helpful for me to hear you make that distinction 
Because, mm. <laughs> like, yeah. the language that she uses definitely does speak to something. It sounds like it's speaking to something that's that's forbidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just very insecure. Like, she can't trust it. Like, it's not solid, right? It's delicate. And, like, trying to tolerate, I think especially, if you have an avoidant attachment style and you're in kind of a situationship with someone, you're like, whatever, I'm just going to do me. Oh, we hang out. Great. You know, it's yeah. all good. Sure, if, you're more, if you're more secure, you might be having very similar feelings as this but you also have like a stable base of self-worth to be like you know I can tolerate this like and maybe we'll have an open conversation about it where I'm like hey look like this is kind of what I'm needing like how are you feeling and like that is something that you can tolerate even if it's uncomfortable but I think if you're more on the anxious side you're like I can't be here where we're like Mm -hmm. hooking up or we're flirting all the time but you're not committing and I don't know how to ask for it but it's all I think about and like are you dreaming of me I'm watching you sleep I'm looking into your eyes Mm -hmm. like do you feel this way too there's like so much distress with that that I think can propel people to try to make commitments really quickly which isn't always the best when you don't really know someone that well and it can scare people off who are like whoa dude like we just met like I'm not ready to say you're my partner like you know it so yeah, that's something I'm kind of picking up on too, is that energy of like, like <laughs> I need an yes. answer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I mean, that's very well, that's very well said. Yeah. Instead of being able to find a way to like, talk about your feelings um, and see where the other person's at, like you're saying, like, yeah. 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 Cause that's a very different energy. That's more of like approaching something with curiosity rather than fear yeah. or like abundance rather than scarcity Yeah, to be like, Hey, so this is sort of, this is what I'm leaning towards. This is what I'm feeling. Yeah. You know, where are you at as far as a commitment or yeah. putting a label on us Yeah, rather than like, Oh <laughs> yeah. I need yeah. you to be mine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think she kind of oscillates between secure like I feel like just labeling like I know that it's delicate Mm -hmm. this is you know this is a tricky situation I feel like that feels pretty secure to me it's just Mm -hmm. like kind of naming it for what it is and acknowledging it but then yeah there's there's that energy of like I'll drop everything to come see you I am (laughs) desperately wanting to know if you're dreaming of me if you're thinking of me what we are um and yeah that's super real yeah and delicate such a good word Mm -hmm. for it yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they, she's like wanting something sturdy, but she is owning to the fact that it is not yet. It is delicate. It is yeah. fragile. <laughs> as you know, as so many relationships can feel sometimes, like even when we're yep. in a relationship that is strong with great communication, um, yeah. if you've experienced any kind of relation, re- relational trauma before, it's very easy to slip into a feeling of fear or totally. like, this is just a crumbly little pastry. Yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like away as soon as I take a bite. Exactly. And like, you know, depending on the other person, they might be just chilling, like cruising along with the, with the trajectory of it. Like, Hey, I'm having a fun night out with my friends. Do you want to come? They don't know you're dropping everything that you were in bed sleeping. They're just like, Oh, I thought I might invite (laughs) you, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like, I think it's easy to assume everyone is kind, like if you are very anxious and you've got like some wounding, it can be easy to assume everyone is like 
avoidant or playing with you or going to be scared off by your desires or it's yeah. just like yeah. thinks you're too much or something. But the, yep. if the other person's pretty secure, they might just be like bopping around, like some, feeling somewhat oblivious compared to you who's like analyzing every aspect of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we don't know if Taylor's story, but I think you could go either way. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of like uh, when you get home from a party and you're thinking about, oh my gosh, all the things that I said. Yes. Did, did I say these things? You know, I had yeah. one drink and then I, whatever. <laughs> um, and yeah. I remember my brother called me once saying he was feeling a lot of like after party anxiety. And I was like, yeah. let me just let you in on a secret. No, no one one's thinking about yeah, yeah, what you said. They're yeah. all at home thinking about what they said or they're not. Yeah. Or, or they're, they're just sleeping. thinking about, yeah, Easily. or they're sleeping. Yeah. No, that's so true. That always helps me as someone that tends to like really overanalyze myself is just this <laughs> idea of like, no one cares. And that's not always true. Like sometimes people do, yeah. obviously, if you're really being obnoxious or mean or something, people are going to care. Yeah. But yeah, if you're just making like simple little embarrassing moments, like if people are judging you for that, you know, that's their business. And that reveals something about your relationship. But more than likely, they are just living their own life. And yeah. Yeah. They're it's, thinking it's about how cool they think you are. <laughs> right. Or like, oh yeah, they were fun. You know. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So awesome. I have I have a question if if you'll speculate or if you'll speculate sure. with me or yeah. Okay. So if I came to you, Emmy, and I was like, this is a situation that I'm in <laughs> uh, without any more details. How yeah. do I speak to this person? Oh yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. Like, so would, I, yeah. Well, we... <laughs> right. So I think what I am about to say is going to come across as like, it can come across as being like too, not politically correct, but too like by the book or whatever. And so I just want to start by saying that no matter what I say, like, you can't expect yourself to go into every conversation with like perfect composure and regulation and like with no emotions whatsoever. But I imagine this person coming to me asking this would maybe need to have like some sort of dialogue with this person they are seeing to communicate about how they're feeling as far as like, hey, like I am really into what's going on between us. I feel so much connection to you and spark and like I've been loving all our, you know, um, escapades or adventures or our intimate moments or whatever it is. Um, but I am feeling a little bit insecure about not knowing how you feel or not really knowing what we are. And so I'm not trying to like, you know, force you into anything by any means. You would not actually need to explain that. I'm kind of rambling, but just like, so I'm yeah. curious, like how you're feeling about things or like, you know, what's going on for you and then yeah. seeing what they say, <laughs> like, um, putting it out there. And I think you can get a lot of information based on how someone would react to that but it's hard to do that. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Love that like, question. Oh, giving them the opportunity to speak their feelings and there, there's always so much that we don't, we don't know. We don't know yeah. what someone's thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like allowed. I feel like people, including myself can forget that you're like allowed to ask questions. You don't have to read people's minds. You don't mm -hmm. have to carefully analyze all the vibes like you can actually just put something out there and see what someone has to say about it which I know can be really scary if like analyzing and predicting is your comfort zone but moving through that fear can lead to a lot more clarity and relief instead of just ruminating on this for many more nights mm. 
I love, I am very much someone who analyzes vibes and someone who also (laughs) just wants clarity and relief. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Let's normalize clarity and relief. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, It's gotten easier as I've gotten older. I think I've been dating for like 25 years. Nice. So like, yeah, clarity and relief. Ah, yeah, that sounds nice. Right. Yeah. And I think it's like, like kind of that caveat I started with is like, I don't think it would be possible for me to say exactly what I said if I was truly in this situation of like deep insecurity. So I'm imagining it could come off like being a little bit more like playful or even like jokey with it. If that's like something that, you know, Mm, feels right for you, just like, so like this has been fun yeah (laughs) Yeah. like what do you think you know just kind of keeping it very light instead of like I want to have a serious conversation because I know that you know is like ah you're not like guiding them into uh like a confession room like one of those police rooms like I'm (laughs) real talk I imagine myself having this like conversation like at a coffee shop, which is like sipping yeah. lavender lattes. I yeah. go to the bathroom to have uh, a stress related IBS situation. <laughs> and then I come back, I do a little pep talk in the mirror. And then I come back, you know, having reapplied my, my tinted lip balm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm hot. Yeah, um, yes. <laughs> I love, love this, like the Jonathan Van Ness. Um, we don't have to necessarily have this on the podcast. Oh, that's but okay. the Jonathan Van Ness uh, pep talks that he does on his feed. I love it so much. He's like, you are a hot slut. Oh. You are a creative force for good. And then he's just always wearing some gorgeous outfit. Nice. I would channel that energy and come back to yeah. the table and be like, first of all, I get lost when I stare into your blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this might be hard for me to articulate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I do feel like you have that like... um romantic side as you kind of even included in your intro um whereas I'm more of like hey buddy like haha like you know this is funny like it's light like it's like then some people yeah are very much like tapped into like mm. I'm gonna make eye contact with you I will like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like ah, like oh my god you know I'm so scared but uh, like let me I'm gonna hold your hand and make intense eye contact yeah, yeah but I, I also like the hey buddy like you just kind of like a gentle arm punch yeah 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 you know like so, a fist bump vibe like hey <laughs> what do you think about our level of commitment like, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah obviously it's going to depend on so many con- contextual factors but oh my gosh yeah yeah I would love to hear anyone listening you know if you want to share any perspective that you have on this or like if you're in a situation like this your what your how is this landing for you how is this resonating feel free to push back or or just share your perspective because I'm curious yeah Yeah. I want to hear about the situation ships yeah out there that are that are starting to lean towards more open communication um, for sure and less IBS stress related IBS we can't help it yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh dear yeah Awesome. Well, yeah, basically the song finishes out with repetitions of the chorus. Any last thoughts that you want to share before we head out? Oh my goodness. It's just been so fun to chat with you about this. Thanks for having me. Um, Absolutely. Thank you for being here. I love, I love talking to another person. It makes it so much more fun and easy and interesting for me. Yeah, Yeah, I could do this all day. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, oh, I know it's such my 
my hyper focus right now and I love it um yeah last thoughts I think like I just want to go listen to this song multiple times because it is Mm -hmm. what's interesting is yeah we've taken this sort of like you know serious analysis while having fun but like we're like really looking at like attachment styles and stuff and I think the lyrics are relevant to that like it is like a song about insecurity and romance and you know fear but the vibe is so like Mm, like it's fun it's dancey yeah it's it's upbeat yeah it's so easy to listen to it's not a song that's going to bring you down while you're listening to it exactly yeah and um, the music video has almost nothing to do with like in my opinion it's not there's no like love story in the music video it's like her dancing and like actually she's like invisible in it which is interesting and we could get into a Mm. whole thing of that but um it's it's fun you know it's danceable so it is really fun. I, li- I like the music video a lot and her dance, her dance moves. That's iconic. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much again for being here. Thank you everybody for listening to today's episode. Um, yeah. Feel free to hit me with any of your feedback. Check out the show notes for resources and opportunities to work together. Check out, I'll put Sally's website or Instagram or something like that there for you as well. If you want to connect with her. Um, Other than that, I'll see you on the next episode, everybody. Bye. Bye.